Welcome back to the Essential Blue Podcast. My name is Ubi. I'm your host just for the day because Tommy's feeling under the weather. So shout out to my main man, Tommy. I hope you get well soon, man. I'm joined here by Judah, his uh, regular, as well as Sarah and Tori. So hey, guys. Hey, everyone. How's everyone doing after a heartbreak at Goodson Park? Yeah, I mean, um, I for one, um, I'm literally heartbroken <laughs> because um, I expected more than this from the team as a whole. And like, I expected more fights, more, you know, like more um, energy, more um, conviction from the team as a whole. And they just didn't bring that today and i'm really like really disappointed and i, I mean at this point i'm disconnected totally from the from the season as a whole because i can't i can't yeah. put myself under this kind of you know emotional emotional stress and and i don't know and just you know just to for just for this set of players to keep doing the same this the same um rubbish that they keep doing every week and week out so yeah i mean that just sums up sums up everything for me yeah understandable uh what about you tori um how was your reaction to the lineup today how are you feeling after the loss um i thought the lineup was okay like i didn't really have any issues with it if i'm being honest but the loss i knew we were going to lose i tweeted oh. it yesterday i knew we were i was so sure and it didn't surprise me at all that we lost you had a feeling yeah just because you know the entire storyline of this match was set up for us to lose frank against the person that replaced him um if we had won the game if um, frank had won the game you know they would have a serious boost in the relegation battle. The relegation battle becomes interesting. And like, I just feel like all of the jinxes were not in place for us to win. So it didn't surprise me that we lost. And especially in the manner that which we lost. Like once, once I saw it was like um, a mistake, an error leading to goal, I knew definitely, yeah, we're not winning this. Like this is a, this is a gone game. So yeah, I'm not that upset. Hmm. Well said, well said. I, I totally agree with you myself. Uh, what about you, Sarah? Um, your reaction to the lineup and how are you feeling after the loss? My reaction to the lineup, um, I expected changes um, hmm. from the front three. Mount shouldn't have started because he was oh. poor in the last game. And it also doesn't send a, a message to the players on bench. What do they have to do to get back into the lineup? If the head coach is not willing to bench players who have been performing badly for weeks now, and hmm. maybe the midfield lost his cheek, maybe. And Christian seemed to also start because he was supposed to be fit. And then Aspi and Christian was left at home. I do not know. Yeah. And for the results, I expected it. I I did know that we would lose. We'll lose or we'll draw. So no surprises. But the coach has to do better. Fair point. Fair point, fair point. We'll come back to Judah to uh, ask him about uh, man of the match and moment of the match. Uh, Judah, 
tell us your man of the match, moment of the match, and why. Man of the match is a tough one, though, but um, yeah, understandably. Well, I would say um, Lost Chick stood out. He actually had a very, very good game. I mean, because mm-hmm. doing that, everyone around him was fit. He actually had a good game. His first half was very good. His second half was also good. So yeah, mm-hmm. I would probably say Lost Chick. Or um. Yeah, I don't think any other person played well besides Lobster's Chicks. Maybe Thiago Silva, just to give you a hint. I mean, he nah. didn't keep a clean sheet, but I feel like he was composed, right? I don't know, yeah, that's just I my mean, opinion, but what do you think? Yeah, I mean, like, he just, how do I put it? He just played his part, basically. Like, he, he was, yeah. he did what he had to do. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, there was nothing, like, you know, really standout or spectacular or something, you know. Like, it was just on field and, you know, did his part, like, played his part, basically, and played his part well. But for Loves' Chick, he actually, you know, there were moments in the game, in the first half especially, where, you know, he was driving the ball forward and trying to, you know, at least create something. And there was also, I don't know if you can remember the chance, where he, he literally took on three players and then gave the ball to Werner. And Werner yeah. being Werner. He passed it too late. He passed the ball too late, which is his problem. So it's not... It, it's not something you have to face. He was poor off the ball, which is what we need, not on the ball, because on the ball, this decision making is too poor. Then I was asking for the ball. Timo is fast. Release it earlier than going or like taking two steps before, and which made the chance like it, it was a poor, poor whatsoever. Interesting point, Sarah. Actually, um, I'm going to say something that I think Thiago Silva is is our best uh, ball-playing centre-back right now. Uh, comparing him to Rudiger, Aspilicueta, and um, Christensen, in my opinion, like the long-range efforts he makes, I mean, the passes, sorry, he makes, they're really good. I mean, I agree that today they were not the best, but even in the Man U uh, game, I mean, I don't want to go back to the Man United game right now, but just quickly here... I saw him making like several long range passes and I thought this is good like our strikers need that it's kind of a good service uh, being sorry giving give good service to the strikers which is what they need arguably right I don't know just j- just a quick comment about what you said Sarah like I kind of agree but also I'm trying to take a a positive approach of what you said um I don't know Tori what do you think about this like the the whole Thiago Silva's um Passing abilities, do you agree that it's good? Do you think he should work on it better? What do you think? Give us your verdict. Um, I think Thiago Silva is good. Like, mm-hmm. I do agree that. I actually think that, yeah, he might be the best ball-playing CB. Because also, I also think about, like, even last season with the FA Cup final that we lost. And I remember how the goal the goal that got rolled out, it was literally a pass from Thiago Silva to Chilwell, and Chilwell mm. put it in, but he was slightly offside. But that pass was like a perfect pass. Fantastic. Yeah. You would not expect a CB to be playing. So, And he plays those kind of passes quite often, so mm-hmm. I definitely think that he's probably the best one, which is, like, he's 37. He can't be here forever. Yeah. We need to get CBs that are better at playing the ball i also mm-hmm. i actually do think that the cbs sometimes they hold on to the ball too long but i also think that's a problem with our entire team they don't pass quick enough so. hmm. okay well 
I do agree with your points, actually, most of them. Uh, you may continue, because uh, it was your turn anyways, uh, of your man of the match, moment of the match of today, Everton game. Oh, yeah. Um, man of the match, <laughs> man, <laughs> everybody <laughs> was wow. Like, wow. But I do think Ruben had a good game. I think Tuchel really likes Ruben, and he's working a lot with him in private. Yeah. Because you hear it from the way... He should be sold. I mean, you can uh, you can argue in that for one hundred and fifty k. One of the reasons we are losing Rudiger and Christensen. And... We actually did. No, yeah, the you don't bring the basics. He did. Very harsh. To he say, was like... me for me. I I saw nothing special. If you are on hundred and fifty k, wow, harsh, Sarah, come on, that's a bit harsh like, on Ruben. Harsh, like how you say you didn't see anything special for him today? What did he do? What more do you want him to do? He had a shot on target. That was something that most of a us did not have. Exactly, exactly. Tori. And a let's watch. Yeah, but you can't be. The problem, Sarah, is that you are you are like targeting Ruben when Ruben was probably our best player today. Exactly. I, I'm targeting no one. I have no man of the match. Nothing. I don't have any. Okay. Yeah, but okay, there are definitely wait. people that deserve way more criticism than Ruben. You are saying he had a good game because one, he had a shot on target, and what else? No, but he generally, they're gonna explain that he generally had a pretty good game. Like, he was strong, he dribbled well, carried the ball well. Off the ball, what happened? But Off that's not ball, what did he do. He was, he, he should be so when he first came, when he started. Georgie was meant to be the one that was sitting and Ruben was the one that was meant to be driving forward. So he did his job. Exactly. In the first minute, what did he do? He gave away a, a free kick at a, at a dangerous area. Yeah, so one thing I need you to understand is that you know that every single player cannot be sold. Like, you, you, we keep saying this place should be sold. No, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. But the we fact that... That's what you guys need to understand. Everybody can't go we this know. summer. Yeah. But the fact that you... Wait, listen. But the fact that Tuko, it's like he, um, there's a monster in him and there's this and... Um, but there the is. Other I mean, it's exactly. There's nothing. The, the thing is, Sarah, one, we're not the ones... Sarah, we're not the ones that are his coach. He's 21. Sorry, sorry. I don't. I don't want to cut anyone. Just Tori was uh, finishing her. Um, Tori will. Because you yeah. know your point. It's, yeah, that's fine. Um, I. I can. I can see. Why, I can generally see why Sarah says. Um, says last because you know he has definitely had difficult seasons, and I'm not going to say that Ruben is the best academy product that we have or whatever. No, it's just that like if Tukul for me, if Tukul likes him and if Tukul wants to keep him and Tukul wants to work on him. Then I back it. That's simple as. Tuko is the same man who approved the sign of Lukaku and came to sit down talking this, talking that. Yeah, but at the end it of the day, this is trusted. his team. This is his team, so we have to allow him to do what he wants to do. Tuko's He's not going to get everything right. It's like Do not trust him. When he says this, doesn't mean he's right. He's but wrong. then, okay, then who, who should we listen to aside our coach on making these decisions? Who should we listen to then? Like, what do you suggest? It's just a lot more complicated than, than what it seems, guys. We shouldn't follow blindly because Tuko says this. 
and Ruben is a monster. And we watch football and, and we know that Ruben at 26. Yeah, but you're saying it's as if Ruben has been playing badly. He hasn't been playing badly. The team as a whole has badly. been playing badly. But Ruben actually looks like he's improving. Actually, improving. 26 years. We are waiting. Improving. When but he you is have improving. people who are 20, 21. He's not even better than who. And I'm they're all to... not improving. Look, like, look at someone like CHO or Pulisic. Have they genuinely gotten I better? I do not rate them. I want them gone. I agree. I too want it's them It's not gone. like I have some favorite too. I rate no one. You make fair points. I couldn't stress that enough. It's just a lot more um, you know, difficult than what it seems. But you both make a fair point. Uh, allow me to say, Judah, um, your moment of the match, what was it? You said your man of the match, I think, but moment of the match, what was it? Yeah. Um, moment of the match? I don't know. I mean, for like <laughs> for like the past three games or four games or so now, my moment of the match has always been negative and <laughs> and I think that's, that has to be the case today again. I mean, moment of the match has to be when the club captain for how many years now? Caesar yeah, has to quit. Nine years, you, I think. You, you, I mean, you, you know how... You guys know how I feel about Aspi. <laughs> Everybody knows how I feel about Aspi as our captain. Yeah, because, like, you know, you're the, you the club captain. Yeah, yeah like, like, you're the club captain for how many years now? Nine years or something. And you go on to do something as... <laughs> inexplainable as that because he had yeah. the whole time in the world he had all the time in the world to play the ball to literally clear the ball out or play it to anywhere that he wanted to but he was still draining on the ball and... he's always done that yeah yeah i mean so I know, so just... sometimes that's the same thing and then make a back pass see yeah i just want to quickly comment on aspi because i've been saying this thing for years what is the common denominator between the last time we won Prem and all the other seasons that we haven't won Prem, like, till now? What's the difference between then and now? I can only th- tell you one thing. It, that is John Terry not being at the club. Literally. Ever since John Terry has left, we have not been able to win Prem. And, I can, and it is so, like... You can literally see the difference in mentality of all of these players. They're just weak. They don't have a spine. I thought Madrid gave me so much hope in that they had... Because it took a lot of mental character for them to dig deep and even be able to be 3-0 up. But look at how quick we were to give Madrid another goal and how quick we were to Mm. stop... Like, just so many things. Like, just, like, laps in judge, laps in concentration, not being mentally strong. Even today, Everton, like, you could see that they just did not care. And for me, it's a captain's job to fix that. They, they were very stressed out under, uh, under the pressure. I mean, obviously, in today's game, the difference between us and Everton is that Everton really, um, like, needed that goal and to yes, win. Yes, and they were doing everything to exactly. fight for it. We don't Whereas fight. Whereas us, we can, we can afford to bottle this game and still be in top four. I mean, yeah, I can agree with that. But, but, you, but you know the thing is, it's really under Frank. And Frank always said mm-hmm. it. Every single manager has said it. Frank, Sari, Conte, the players are not motivated. Even Tuchel has said it. They don't know how to dig deep and just find a way to just get on with it. 
So I'm yeah. starting to think that that also be- comes be- comes from the fact that we don't have a very strong leader in the group, and that is down to Aspie. Yeah, yeah. Look, I I don't know. I wouldn't. I think I would say it's it's. I don't know. It's kind of a bit unfair to put everything on Aspie alone, but. Basically, I, I I agree that yes, is is it might part it might also be part of the problem. But like, look, the core of these players, which are the senior players, they they all like they all lack the mentality. Um, I don't know, is it the mentality push or something? You know, to to like maintain it and and maintain it for a whole season. I mean, yeah. we've seen it time and time again. It's always the same thing. The every coach, like the past four coaches or something that we've had now, have always complained about their mentality. And the thing that they always do is that when a new coach comes in, that's when they, you know, they 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 start performing, and everyone yeah. is like, you know, like okay, and they, you know, they they deceive us <laughs> to to believing that you know they are back with a good mentality and that kind of thing. That's literally what happened to them. And that's why we won the Champions League, you know, because you know the new the, the new coach bounce. Everybody wanted to impress this and that, but you see that the minute that that died down and this season started, and you know everything started going sideways, they also you know started showing their true colors and you know their true mentality started coming out. I mean, look at look at Rudiger for 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 God's sake. Look at what he was doing on the pitch today. He didn't even seem like the Rudiger that 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 you know we knew or that we all Someone wanted said- to play. He saw Lampard and started acting like the Rudiger under Lampard. Exactly. <laughs> he started playing like the Rudiger under Lampard. Exactly. So, I don't know. And these are players that you will call, that you expect to be, the, you know, the senior players, the main the main men, per se, in the, in the team. So, I don't know. It's just so tiring. And that's why I just believe, like, it's for the betterment of Chelsea if most of these guys just leave this season. Like, I agree let, with that. Let, yeah, let the summer just be like a fresh start in, in the, like, history of Chelsea. As, as a old because you know new owner new core players new i mean everything new just coach new coach new. Nah, that's something that. i will never I, ever I don't, say. I don't agree with that Guys, it's, it's easier said than done to just say okay let's just rinse our squads sell everyone let's Tuku go or fault, whatever but Tuku is not as fault enough he's as fault deserve to be sacked what about this? The beginning of the season, Chelsea were really amazing. We even, I think, for like five weeks, if I'm not mistaken, were top of the league. Not five, nine. Nine. Well, yeah, we were top of the league for nine weeks. I had a feeling we were on top of the league for a long time, up until I think when we lost to City, uh, which was, I think, was our first loss this season. You know, literally that December period was our turning point. Yeah. Exactly. So then, how, how do you explain this? Because if the yeah. squad was top of the league where we were controlling everything, obviously we were still in the Champions League, FA Cup, even Carabao Cup, then how, exactly. how come? Like, because in my opinion, just a quick, before you guys uh, talk here, I think it's yeah. because we had a lot of games. We played so many games. I think we were one of the only uh, clubs in like top flight clubs yeah. that played so many games you know without resting without even the covid issues like none of our games got cancelled nothing at all yeah. so all of this contributes into obviously being stressed out as in coming back to today's game i think we were really stressed out like our players took like so many yellow cards which is really unusual for our players uh, in my opinion we need rest we need a leader and Aspi was not a leader but I still believe in Tuchel. I still because a person that uh, won a Champions League and led us into glory, 
as well as this season, the beginning of the season, is what I said in the beginning of my point, who was stable enough, who was cruising um, nicely through our ship. And plus, but guys, don't, don't forget that we are still in uncertainty with the ownership. I mean, I don't want to talk about the, the owners right now, yeah. but all of this creates really bad tension on our not only coach, but staff even, you know, behind closed doors. Uh, coaching staff, um, even the fans uh, among us and everything. So it's just a lot easier to say, sure, get rid of everyone. And Yeah, no, look, Ubi, Ubi, when I was talking, look, I agree with I agree with most of what you said. Yeah, of course, like this season has really been like a roller coaster. Like there are lots of things that you can attribute, you know, the results we've had in the past too. And, you know, like you can blame literally a lot of things. But I think on today's game, you can't... <laughs> you can't bring in all those factors and say like that is why they lost today i mean today it was just plain mentality and no fight whatsoever from them as a person like i mean i don't know the the everton fans were literally throwing um what's it called um fireworks and all that in their hotel yesterday if that's not anything that should even be a like more motivation to you as a person to want to you know like turn up in their stadium and actually shut them up by putting out a performance but instead what do they go out to do they go out to do literally the opposite i mean like i don't know i don't know I, like it's just a mentality thing but um that aside i actually had this a question for sarah because um sarah when i was making the point about um like you know majority of the senior players should leave and that kind of stuff she was like took out should leave as well of which <laughs> yes. i definitely don't agree with that but yeah i have a question for you so when when took out um was guiding us to the champions league and you know where we won the champions league beginning of the season as well when we we're winning i'm very sure you didn't have any complaint about took right when was it 2021 this, right this season yeah and yeah now- no, the Champions and wait, League. I'm sorry, and second question as well. And second question as well. Would you think made made us to win that Champions League? Would you say it's Tuchel or would you say it's the players? Those are my two questions. What year was it? 2021. That was basically months back. That's, That's months when back. we won the Champions League. Simple answer. And now we are, okay, now we are 2022. And then things are going wrong. Players are playing badly. And you are still playing them over and over again. I don't know. He's scared to take players off, like Mouth, especially because. What option do you think? He I don't has? know. What Come option again. do you think he has? What option do you think he has? Because you are making it seem like the players on the bench are even no, any no, no. good enough. I'm the players on the bench it. are literally Relax. not any good Wait, enough. That doesn't mean. Okay, so is that a good reason for him to keep playing Mouth? Because he doesn't oh, wait, have who, do you, who would you replace Mount with? Who would you play, replace Mount with? If maybe before three games in a row or something, if Kai or Timo makes a mistake, he benches them. If Mount performs badly, poorly, he'll still play him and come and say Mount did well and Mount did this and that. The same thing. ZH comes on, Pulse comes. They did poorly. Because because our squad depth was better in the beginning of the season. That's why. Like no, we no, could no, have no, no. to replace. I didn't care less about the depth. It's just he should be taken oh, out come. of because um I think was it City Mount gave him some look. So since then he cannot bench because he's afraid of the mid. Who does that? If Pepe and Klopp were keeping players who are bad, 
you think Doris here he should leave? Sarah, <laughs> you just you just made you just gave like you just contradicted yourself. Yeah, before you continue, you just contradicted yourself because you said you said you said Tukal dropped Kayavats and dropped um who else did you mention? No, no, you know, I said he, if I no, no, make a mistake, he drops them but not mouth. Yeah, so which literally shows he's not afraid of no one. So why would you now think that when it comes to Mount's, Mount's case, that it's just because he's afraid of Mount? Like, why would you think that? Does that not contradict I, what you're saying? I said, I, I wait, wait, and I said because he's, he's afraid of the media backlash. You tell me when Mount has performed badly and he has been dropped. Compare it to Timo Kaziet, Lukaku, Pulisic. Tell me I'm listening. You just Wait, look at the can I, can I me just cut in? Relegation starts further. That's Mount. Ah, Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> and the thing is, and the thing is, he should burn Mount and maybe play a midfield three or give ZH a chance or something. You cannot just be playing Mount because you don't have any other option. No, Even I don't Salah, think... Salah was burned because he was... You see, you see, the thing is, I don't think... Like, I feel like you saying that, oh, because Mount hasn't performed in the last couple of games. Yes, I expect the same for weeks. Mount, let's not for forget, weeks. Mount is about to have a 30 GA season. Like, I feel like like that's... Why is everybody glossing over that? He's not a creator. Sarah, I need you to, to redirect your energy to back to the Everton. We're just shifting very, very far away from okay, the Okay, Everton, yes. Four okay, questions. so you, you, you said you don't have a man of the match. It's fine. It's understandable. I don't, yes. Who's your culprit of the match? You know, who would you scapegoat from today's match of the Everton match? The whole team. The whole team? That's a bit harsh, but why? Yes. Carry on. Why the whole team? Because they were poor. We lost. Okay. Uh, so, like, every time we lose you would uh, scapegoat the whole team, or is it just today? I wouldn't. Like, maybe today, but maybe. If they, they had played well, like, and then they unfortunately lost, I'll be like, well, they did well. So I wouldn't blame the whole team, and I would have played my man of the match. But no effort, nothing, and we lost. Fair enough, so fair enough. I wouldn't pick anyone. Um, Tori, did you say... Did you say your moment of the match? Oh, no, I didn't say moment, actually. Okay, so what is it? Uh, what's your moment of the match, Tori? Hmm. My moment of the match, honestly, was Frank celebrating Everton's goal. Because mm. that was just a very, like, wow, like, yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a terrible moment. I mean, what, what, what did he expect? Like, cause of course, I at mean, first... I was expecting that. I was expecting that. But I was hoping that we would win so that we, I wouldn't have to see that. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, just like, I, yeah, it was just really bittersweet, I guess. Yeah, true, true. True to that. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, before we move on, I'll say mine very quickly. Uh, my man of the match, of course, we lost. But combining uh, Rubens with um, Thiago Silva's performances, maybe we can make a man of the match for today because Ruben has been good uh, in transition. That's, that's uh, why I liked his uh, display. And not only for his uh, shot on target, but he took on uh, players, midfielders and defenders really nicely. He was really smooth. Uh, I think Tuchel, because I saw in one of the um, press conferences, he said, Tuchel said, that, like he believes in Ruben, he needs to like unlock this beast. I think this is why he's giving him 
more chances. I mean, I can't blame him for believing in Ruben. I, I believe in Ruben myself. It's true he's 26, and it's true he should have been better before, but guys, don't forget, he had like a almost one-year injury, and not everyone... Same with Callum, by the way, Callum Hudson-Odoi. He, he similarly had... Ironically, he had the same injury, I think, to Ruben, which when they came back, they came back a bit different, you know. Uh, my moment of the match is, um, I guess it's Lampard's celebration because, of course, I do understand why he did celebrate. But as Tori said, um, it's a bit bittersweet, you know, like to see him happy that we're conceding a goal. And, I mean, in my opinion, he could have celebrated a bit more, you know, respectively. He was like dancing almost. As, you don't need to rub it in, but hey, it's fine. Uh, he, he just <laughs> saved his team from relegation. So it is understandable. <laughs> yeah so guys where where do we move from here i mean uh, we're going with uh we're going to have a match against wolves uh, if i'm not mistaken next and how do you see us coming uh judah let's start with you like because you know we we lost to man U. I i mean i don't want to come back to that match again but we lost to uh sorry we drawn to man U and lost to everton so like how do you see our form going to the wolves game knowing that they have one of the best defenses in the premier league this season what do you think, Judah? Yeah, look, um, I literally do. I, you know, I said it at the beginning of the podcast that I'm disconnected from the season already because, um, first of all, the the game against Wolves will be at home, I, I guess, in Stamford Bridge, and we all know how our home form has been this season. So, <laughs> I mean, there's, I mean, if you're even looking for any positive, that is not a positive. You know that that in itself is like a big um, negative. You know, so and um, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. I don't want to say. I I, I believe we should be able to get our shit together and be able to like put out at least a decent performance against Wolves. And because if we really don't win against Wolves, then <laughs> bro, we're in we trouble. Are, Exactly, we are full time in the in the top four battle. Like we are fully in the top four battle if we don't win. I mean, I'm not even saying a draw something. If we don't win, we are in a full time, you know, top four battle. And and, and it's it's really it's, it's crazy thinking about it because in this in this episode we we already discussed how we were nine points or something above, uh, you know, at the top of the table and and something like that. And now for us to you know like gets dragged into top four battle uh, that's now nah, that's going to be it's going to be some some really down some really downhill to from to fall from basically so but yeah hopefully we get the job done against wolves because at least i know there's no there's nothing like um you know, jinxing us or stopping us from winning against Wolves, except if maybe, I don't know, maybe they've been beating us for like the past four years or something, <laughs> then it's obvious that we're not going to do the job then. True, true. Tori, what about you? If you can sum up your feelings slash expectations for the upcoming Wolves game, how can you tell us about that? Like a couple sentences, three sentences, more or less. Um. Yeah, I agree with everything Judah said. This is a must-win game for us now. Like, under no circumstances can we do anything but win. Because, as we saw today, Spurs won. And right now, Arsenal are winning. So, we could easily... And I said it. I said it when Kova got injured. That if we're not careful, we will be dragged back into the top four battle. People were saying, oh, 
let's give Frank three points so that Everton can stay up. Well, getting top four anyway. No, now we're being dragged into the battle again. So we need to win against Everton, um, against Wolves. Simple and short. I don't care how they do it. At this point, I'm not expecting the performance to even be good. I just want to win. I agree with you. I couldn't agree more, honestly. All right, uh, moving on to Sarah. Sarah, I have a special question regards to Wolves' game. Um, what do you, what do you, what do you can say about? Bruno Lodge, since you are, I think, uh, a Wolves fan yourself, alongside Chelsea, if I'm not mistaken. I'm a Chelsea fan who loves to watch Wolves. Not, I, I don't support Wolves. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Like, you're a fan of Wolves, but, you know, doesn't mean you would refer them over Chelsea. But, yeah, what do you think about my question? About Bruno Lodge? About Bruno? Oh, okay. He's not... He's he's not okay. He's been great, but then for the for the past few games, he's been poor. So mm. I do think there's a chance we lose, or it's going to be a draw, because I mm. think he recently said he needs to know which players will fight for him and which players won't. So I expect big changes against us, and our players are also, um, should I say, broken. Hopefully, hopefully we bounce back at Wolves. Um, Myself, I think... Yeah, I'm not bouncing back. I mean, hey, I was about to say, myself, I'm an optimist, so I'm hoping that we can bounce back. Uh, Actually, the the host of this podcast told me he's a big fan of Wolves. Um, I don't think he would prefer them over Chelsea, but similar to you, Sarah, but I think even more. He's a big fan. He's a maniac to to Wolves, especially to certain players like uh, Ruben Neves. You know, he he keeps saying he wants him at the midfield. But anyways, yeah. we're not we're not gonna discuss that in this episode because you know it would be getting longer. Okay, well, moving on, moving on from from this topic. Uh, obviously, soon enough we're gonna face. Um, uh, I think we're gonna face in the FA Cup final Liverpool. So, how do you guys feel about this? I'll start with Judah and then Tori, and then finally Sarah. Judah, what do you think? Like, briefly, please, we don't need to talk about it because you know we're going to talk about it later in next episode. But I just needed uh, your opinion about this. Yeah, of course. I mean, before, um, if you asked me this question um, like two weeks ago or something, I would tell you that I'm 100% confident that we'll beat Liverpool in the final. <laughs> but right now they're asking me this question. The 100% confidence has really gone down to probably 20% or 30% or something like that. That's that's if there's even still any bit of confidence left in me, you know, for the, um, for the final. Because uh, the way these players are playing and the way they, they, they kind of... Uh, I don't know, fights that they're showing. I mean, it's just like they, they choose when they want to turn up because all this was saying, we literally just played Real Madrid how many, how many games ago, how many weeks ago. And look at the stark difference between how they performed on that night to what they came to perform or what they came to play this afternoon. You would almost think that it's, it's, a, it's a different team entirely. So basically, we just don't know what we're going to get against Liverpool. So I don't know. Uh, uh, as 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 a Chelsea fan, I would like to be optimistic like you, and I would say let's let's just wait till till then. To be sincere, let's let's just wait till then and just hope for the best. 
basically. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Tori, what do you think? Uh, how do you think the FA Cup that's on the horizon going to be? Is it going to be a catastrophe, like a 4-0 defeat or maybe penalty shootout? What do you think? I know we'll win. I wasn't, I'm not as confident now as I was before. But the jinxes are still in our favor to win. So, <laughs> you know, nobody has ever won a quadruple before. Let's have it right. And I don't think anybody yeah. will. So they have to lose something. And I feel like that something is going to be the FA Cup. <laughs> so I think we'll still win. But I do think it's definitely going to be a tight game. It's going to go to extra time. And maybe finally Lukaku's goal will count. So, and then hopefully. that's his, that's his parting present. <laughs> yeah, us. hopefully. That would be yeah. like uh, the icing on top, as they say, right? Yeah. So. Okay, fair enough. What about you, last but not least, Sarah? What do you think? Uh, let's just gather your energy. I know you might say something negative here, but hey, I just want to uh, open your eyes to the bright <laughs> side and maybe, I don't know, your opinion about the FA Cup against Liverpool. Um, we might go to extra time, I think, because it's a cup final. So the players mm-hmm. might at least care. But again, and maybe Christensen will be back. But the keeper, Mendy needs to fix up. If we, um, how do I even say this? Um, until he fixes up, we are losing in normal time. But if he does fix up, we will take extra time. So we can hope. But there is no hope because I know he's not fixing up. So yes, <laughs> I do hope we win the FA Cup. I do hope but yeah, well, I mean, you make a fair point, really, honestly. You, you, you well said, like, it's, it's not going to be an easy, uh, in my opinion, it's not going to be an easy tie, of course. I do agree that it probably will go to extra time. I have a feeling we may win on penalties with Edward Mendy, not Kepa. I have an odd feeling about this. Like, I usually prefer Kepa in terms of, like, uh, the goalkeeper for, to block penalties. But I have a feeling he still since the, come on. I mean, yeah, maybe he's gonna come on as a sub, or who knows, he might start, you know. But I have a feeling he's gonna do well, and hopefully, Chelsea to win the the FA Cup, which of course will be our only cup this season, right? Like, it's a bit sad. <laughs> what do you guys think? Like, nah, you can you can argue we won the um, <clears throat> Club World Cup this season, though, and the um, Super Cup. But I mean, that's that's an argument. But yeah. But um yeah, to be fair, I look like I just said, let's just um let's just keep our fingers crossed and I don't know if you if anybody out there believes in Christ or believes in in Muhammad or something like just pray to whatever God you believe in and you know just just be hopeful that these players turn up on that day because trust me, if they do, if they turn up on that day, just like probably, for example, the way they turned up against um, Real Madrid's second leg or the way they even turned up in against Liverpool in the past, you know, three games or something that we've played with them this season, then trust me, if it's that Chelsea, if it is that Chelsea that, that turns up for the FA Cup final, then there's no way Liverpool is winning that tie. I can promise you that. But yeah. on the other hand, we have the charity FC Chelsea. <laughs> so <laughs> if it is that... If it is that charity FC Chelsea that turn up, then I promise you we are getting our ass with like four 0 or something, you know. Oh <laughs> but, my God. But, I hope yeah. not. I hope not. I mean, yeah, since exactly. it's an FA Cup final, 
it's a bit different, you know, like the Charity FC only applies to league games, at least in my opinion, right? Because there's no points here. It's either you win or you don't here in the, uh, in the FA Cup final, right? So, the, but yeah, well said, Judah. Like, I, I think we yeah. should win. Tori, if you have anything, uh, go ahead. No, yeah, I was just going to say, clearly, our players just really like really extreme circumstances mm-hmm. because that's is really only when they turn up, when it's do or die. So, yeah, but games that we should easily be winning, they don't do that. But I think we'll yeah, win. They can't be asked. <laughs> exactly. They just can't be asked. But they'll definitely be asked for this one. I'm sure they'll feel very hard done by, by the Carabao Cup. And Ruben even said, oh, we need to get our revenge. So, yeah, I think we'll be good. We should win. They'll at least fight for it. So, that's hopefully. all we can ask, really. Hopefully, hopefully. All right, guys, we came to the end. Uh, this really felt like five minutes, at least to me, but we've been talking for a while. Uh, it was really good having you, everyone, Judah, my main man, Tori, and Sarah. Uh, I personally enjoyed your opinions. So thank you so much for coming to the Essential Blue podcast. Hopefully we guys have you again soon. Yeah, you're welcome. Mama. Thanks for having me. No problem, no problem. I think, yeah, this was a good episode as well. So, yeah, cheers, guys. Cheers, everyone. And hopefully I did a good job as a temporary host. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Tommy, man. Get well soon.